Welcome everyone to On Podcast, the On Microsoft Podcast, where we talk about Microsoft stuff on a podcast. I'm your host today, Payne Anderson. I'm joined by David Allen. Hope everybody's having a good evening. Oh, good, good evening. Listen to me hurrying the day on. Hope everybody's having a good afternoon here on the East Coast. Yeah, we hope you have a great evening as well after you listen to this. Hopefully it'll uh, brighten your day and uh, warm up your night if you aren't already hot because of this heat wave. Uh, we have. I was going to uh, say, where's it cold at? Where where's it cold? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe our, our viewers and listeners in Alaska could, could vouch for something. I have. It's it's hot everywhere, everybody. So stay indoors, stay cool if you can. Um, we're going to be talking about a lot today. Uh, we got some stuff about Call of Duty 2023. Uh, we have Microsoft uh, getting some competition potentially from Apple when it comes to AI and chatbots. We didn't see that coming. I don't think Apple did really. Um, Microsoft. Uh, 365 backup is going to be launching in preview for those of you who need that kind of thing. Uh, we also have a historic, momentous uh, partnership between Meta and Microsoft uh, for those who are, again, in AI and development. It's going to be pretty big, so stay tuned for that news. Uh, we're also going to be talking about uh, Surface Laptops 2, lap, Surface Studio, Surface Laptop Studio 2. Uh, code names, details, hardware specs, improvements, and all that. Uh, then for those of you who are like, where is the software? Give us software. Microsoft uh, has an update uh, for Excel that enables picture stuff. Uh, lots of image updates for Excel, which are kind of cool. Uh, no more just numbers for everybody. Uh, but And then we have our main discussion, which is talking about Microsoft's Inspire uh, conference, which is you know their big partner conference where they push the idea of Copilot being something that costs money for businesses. And with that news, their stock price shot up. We'll get into some details on that. But uh, with that, all that being said, let's start with our first headline, shall we? Let's do it. Um, I'm going to jump into something. Let's, let's just keep it fun here. We know that there's going to be a Call of Duty 2023 coming up in August. Um, Insider Gaming first broke this, and they say we're going to the Gulf War in Iraq when the new version comes out in August, uh, kicks off in August, and it comes later this year, usually in November. And I kind of said that a little bit backwards, so let me clear that up. The new season starts August 9th. And the game this year will come sometime usually in the November time frame. And we will be headed back to Iraq, according to rumors. And we're going to do like a Gulf War scenario. I find it interesting that we are now talking about the Call of Duty shortly after Microsoft gains a major approval that we talked about from the FTC on the Activision Blizzard merger. So now it's interesting that the merger, ha you know, the merger is kind of moving forward. We're getting sudden announcements of Call of Duty, and I'm going to steal something from someone on Twitter. You guys put this down in the comments. How many of you think Call of Duty could be a part of Game Pass by the end of the year? That's a good question. Uh, I'm going to say not just yet because, uh, you know, there are probably logistics to, to work out as far as uh, cloud service providing and, you know, making sure that latency was an not an issue and things like that. But I would say if the deal gets closed by the latest, I think it is, is uh, October or something like that mm -hmm. with the new uh, negotiations in place, I'd say probably summer of next year it shows up on Game Pass at some point. Uh, they're going to move very quickly on this. And again, you, you, not you really think it'll be that long? Because I, I'm going to throw something out here. I, I don't know what the, you know, how the legal part of all this works, but something tells me that they've been working on Call of Duty for Game Pass for a little while behind the scenes while everybody's talking and arguing this out in court. Because, you know, I, I just got a gut feeling. I, my gut could be wrong, and I think they may surprise us and get it out sooner than expected. I think I think there is there could be some uh, validity to what your theory is. I think for the sake of not having to go back into court so quickly, they will hold off until they can say, Game Pass in August. 
PlayStation, whatever their network is in September and whatever Nintendo's version is, you know, maybe the following month, if they can roll that out versus saying, here it is on Game Pass and we'll figure out the other stuff because that is exactly what that's true. Uh, the FTC, the CMA, and everybody's kind of been worried about. It. I think at least they're going to try and play it safe early on. I think in the first few years of this thing, they're going to say, hey, you know, maybe it comes out in Game Pass three weeks before it goes everywhere else, but we have a timeline for everybody versus, well, we were working on it quietly. Here it is for our Game Pass people and Sony and everybody, your worst fear has come true. We're going to wait to, to release it to, to your cloud services or whatever. So again, that's just me being cautious. Well, I, if I remember right, when they got Bethesda, it was very quickly because it surprised me. I remember sitting at my desk and, you know, the Xbox app come up and said it needed an update. And I remember when they closed on Bethesda, it wasn't just a very short time after that the Bethesda games were magically there on the cloud, not just there for download, you know, for a downloadable title. But they were in the cloud, ready for cloud gaming. I think we may be conflating though, because from the announcement to the time Redfall was released, are you talking about just regular? Beth- yeah, I'm, talking, I'm talking about regular okay. Bethesda games when they bought Bethesda. Sure, it, it surprised me how quickly after the the check cleared, the games were, you know, already on Game Pass. I mean, it, and again, I, I think, like I said, there is. There, there obviously is precedent. I think because of the nature of Call of Duty and what has gone through and what's transpired, they will need to have it on the other platforms. And I think that's going to take them more time than, you know, putting. I mean, I like you said to your point, they could probably put it on Game Pass, you know, a week and a half after they close the deal and they, you know, dot their eyes across their T's. But I think to make sure that it is available in a timely fashion for PlayStation, for Nvidia, for Nintendo, for uh, all the other international platforms that they were already signing 10-year deals for, it's going to take this time to, to get that uh, working, uh, at least competently, uh, so players don't feel like they've been shafted by not getting with uh, Game Pass. But, well, we can we'll let the let our viewers kind of banter back and forth about that. Let's move on to our next headline, which is, uh, being Chad and Bard can see competition from uh, an Apple-lit AI, AI, uh, Apple-lit AI effort. And this is a report coming from Bloomberg that Apple is working on something called Apple GPT. It's not very uh, imaginative, but, you know, hey, it's Apple and they're working on it. Um, they have a platform, I believe, called Ajax, uh, which combines their current machine learning uh, development technologies with uh, as, uh, as they build a large language model alongside of that. And they're going to kind of combine everything. Uh, this is an internal uh, project. It doesn't really have very many details. Uh, there are some people who spoke to, I would guess, uh, Bloomberg as a publication on the basis of anonymity, obviously for privacy and security issues or reasons. So all we do know is that um, it is basically so far a stripped down version of Bing, uh, GB, uh, Bing Chat or Bard or whatnot. It doesn't have a lot of features. A lot of the features that these uh, versions have it's not hasn't been commercial uh, c- commercialized or made it as a consumer product so far. So again, they're just basically trying to build up their uh, large language models uh, internally. Uh, it also runs a Google Cloud, which I guess could potentially be an issue. Uh, we do know that uh, Craig Federighi and I believe uh, the uh, I forget the name of the other gentleman who works on their uh, like software machine learning AI platform. Uh, they're working together to try and find a way to make this a consumer-led effort. Right now, again, they don't know the angle for that because they are staunchly in the corner of privacy over anything. Uh, and when you you're using large language models and you're you know scouring the potential internet for answers and clues, you will have to figure out a way to cross that line, but also maintain uh, your brand beliefs. So, what are your thoughts on this? Well, Apple is going to do what Apple does. Apple is most of the time late to the party. I think most people can agree with that. But I think usually when Apple does something to their credit, as much as I hate to give them a little bit of credit, they tend to do it right. I think they have sat back. They have watched what Bard has done. They have watched what Bing Chat has done. And what is the normal Apple way they 
see something, they borrow it from somebody else, then they make their own. Or they see something somebody else is using. Well, we want our users to have that, so they just go buy it. And I think that's kind of where we are. I think I don't foresee Apple going 100% in AI unless they can, as we have mentioned in the past, do it on device. And I think with the iPhone 15 coming up, you know, we've had rumors. We have rumors five minutes after the previous version came out of new iPhones. But, you know, maybe there's some surprises in there that where they can do it on device or there's a updated neural engine chip. Uh, going to be interesting to see. Yeah, I just think that, again, uh, unlike the processing power that's been built into these chips for image processing and other things like that, uh, and even Siri to a certain extent because it's more uh, mm-hmm. question and answer prompts versus like actual uh large language model that they're still going to run into the same issue as with almost all of these uh platforms is that it's going to have to cross the internet in order to be useful and uh this information is going to have to be cloud processed which again they don't have their own they're using google they're using a mix of aws and some other things like that so they can't even say uh, the platform that it's being stored on is, you know, potentially as encrypted as it could be if they had their own service. I, I, again, they, they tend to surprise a lot of us naysayers in the industry. Maybe they will figure a way to do it on device, but uh, I think GPT stuff is not necessarily going to be in the wheelhouse. No, I don't foresee them going to okay we're going to develop our own language model like you said that that's just not their thing i think what they're going to do is lean heavily on we've invented our own version of machine learning that's more advanced than regular machine learning you don't need ai well and and i think like you're saying there's going to be a a, be a siri how do i want to say it they're going to wrap it together that's what i'm trying to say They're, they're going to say okay look here's the new new improved siri but it's based upon this technology. Oh, and by the way, we threw in our knowledge of, of, of Siri with it and, and kind of mixed it like a witch's brew, if you will, kind of, you know, throw it all in the pot, mix it all together and do what Apple does and say, this is better. Well, better than what? Better than that magical PC that you compare all your iMacs and MacBooks too that you never give the specs to. Yes, I'm kind of bashing Apple here, but that's what they do. Um, You know, so what are they going to compare it to, and what uh, you know, what way are they going to compare it? They're going to do it like they always do. This is Uh Siri was 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 dog food last year, and now it's eighty percent less dog food. So Mm -hmm. uh, we hope you guys enjoy. I think the other issue is that, uh, as we mentioned in our chat, don't tie to Siri, Apple, whatever you do, call it Apple chat or whatever so that people are interested in using something new uh siri has been a long time butt of jokes and i think when you if you're going to add uh, ai to it or machine learning more advanced machine learning or whatever these uh pre uh what is what does gpt actually stand for it's like pre oh man i know we should know generative pre Anyway, whatever the now, actual term is, going to have to for, look it up. Yeah, whatever you do, don't tie it to that because people won't use it. Uh, and I think the distinct difference between uh, these versions of chat and the voice assistant that we have is that people just don't want to use their voice. They don't want to use it on the phone. They don't want to use it when they're in their office. So let it be a you know text-based typing kind of situation and call it something else. And GPT stands for Generative Pre-Training Transformer. I don't there we go. I don't know that I would have guessed that without our without our friend uh Bing telling me what that was. Oh look at that, the irony. We've come full circle. What's our next headline? Well, let me scoot back over to our headlines here. We have you can finally and I don't know why it has taken Microsoft this long to do this, but you can finally in preview back up Microsoft 365, your OneDrive, your SharePoint, your Exchange, 
and you can do archiving as well for those companies that need archiving again you have to be in the let's see you have to be in the preview program for that but you can finally back your stuff up they also announced the security copilot early access program for using copilot to lock your data down so that'll be interesting to see how that turns out and really my reasoning for bringing this whole headline up is we've had microsoft 365 for how long years you know i know i have been using it for almost a decade myself there's never been a first party way to back that data up personally I'm going to give another company a little bit of credit. I have been using a Synology NAS. They have an app on those Synology NAS. Guess what it is? It's Office 365 Backup. And it backs your data up because I've always wondered, how does somebody back their mail up? How does somebody back their OneDrive up? Microsoft has never offered until now, it seems to be coming an option to securely back that data up you know kareem does something and gets a virus in his data and somehow his data gets destroyed well we need to go in and restore his account they don't give away natively to do that that has been very surprising to me yeah i don't have too much to add to that so i'm going to move on to our next one all right which is meta and microsoft uh, joint forces to bring uh, Llama 2 language models to Azure and Windows. Uh, last week, uh, as we're going to get into in our main discussion, uh, Microsoft brought uh, Meta up on stage during its um, uh, Inspire conference, because it is a big partner, to announce that you know they're bringing uh, Llama 2 language, uh, they've partnered together to bring it uh, to Azure and Windows. Uh, Azure customers can now fine tune and deploy the 7B, 13B, and 7, 70B parameters of uh, Lama 2 models on Azure. Um, renowned for supporting open uh, and frontier models. Additionally, Lama will be uh, Lama will be optimized to run locally on Windows, enabling Windows developers to integrate Lama into their applications seamlessly. Uh, this is kind of big uh, because this is Microsoft essentially double dipping in the uh, language model uh services they still have their partnership with openai and openai is making them some money uh and it's also helping uh increase their platform presence uh with being chat but now they've had this other partnership with meta which is helping uh boast or bolster their azure uh ai services and software uh meta and microsoft have their long-standing really partnership in ai uh, which includes integrating onyx runtimes with uh pytorch the latest collaboration extends Microsoft's open model ecosystem and further solidifies Azure's position uh, as the world's, you know, foremost hybrid uh, cloud computing platform so far uh, with AI uh, capabilities now. Uh, let's see, and you can also, Lama 2 is the newest addition to Azure's growing AI model catalog enabling developers uh, and machine learning professionals to quickly discover, elevate, or evaluate, customize, and deploy pre-built large uh, AI models at scale. Uh, the record eliminates infrastructure management hassles and supports optimization techniques like DeepSeed and Onyx runtimes. Uh, Windows developers can create new experiences using Lem uh, Llama 2 through the GitHub repo uh, with Windows Subsystem for Linux and, a powerful G and the powerful GPUs, whatever they have built in, in their own core system. Uh, developers can fine-tune uh, Llama 2 models on their Windows PCs, I believe starting at the end of this month, if I'm not mistaken. What are your thoughts on Microsoft expanding its partnerships for AI, even though it has, it's been touting open AI for so long? Very smart, very smart. I, some of this AI stuff, it kind of reminds me of your streaming services. You know, when streaming services came out, everybody had one. You know, you had, you, you know, you even had individual channels had their own streaming services. Now, what are you beginning to see now that streaming has matured? We're seeing that individual services can't make it. So what are we seeing? We're seeing combining of services. And this is something that has bothered me since beginning of this year. Everybody's got their own AI. That's great. But consumers may have to choose at some point whose are they going to use 
Is it a competitive thing or do we reach the point where we go, okay, we're all pulling from the same learning model. We're all, you know, using, using the same base concepts. Maybe, you know, two companies combine, two companies put their resources together because I don't think Apple, Google, and I am giving Apple a chance here. I don't think Apple, Google, and Microsoft will be the only, and Meta will be the only folks to develop AI engines. I think there's small companies out there that are paying attention to what these big guys are doing. And okay, we're going to make a smaller model. We're going to make it do this. We're going to make it do that. Like we talked about last week, you know, there, there's starting to be integrations and in third-party products as a web developer i have seen integrations already into some things that that i use you know where ai is right there in what you're using and i think this is smart of microsoft go ahead and jump on the bandwagon with somebody that that is doing something but something maybe a little different because i think in the future we're going to see more bandwagons getting together Good to agree with you more, my friend. Uh, what do you got next? Is our, our new headline? Well, we we've got the one of the big ones here. The Surface Laptop Studio Two has been rumored that Microsoft is hard at work work with it, and it is code name. You could say it Urza or Ezra. I'm gonna say Urza, and we'll go with that. So we're you you had done a post on the site earlier in the year where there was some leak. Geek, geek bench benchmarks that came out and supposedly this new surface laptop studio 2 will have the new nvidia 40 series graphics cards probably the 4060 i'm guessing if they stay with the same way it would be nice to see them push maybe a 4070 into something um Rumors the trackpad may get some adjustments. We're getting the 13th gen uh, Intel processors. There is also a rumor out there that the base model, the Core i5, could be eliminated. So if you were looking to buy the cheaper model, the entry point may be a little bit higher. I don't know how I feel about that. The you're, you're paying extra, as we know, for the Microsoft Surface experience so is getting rid of the i5 if that was to happen the right thing to do i don't think so i think that entry point needs to be as low as possible or people will just keep walking and this is the same argument i've had with microsoft surface products for a while they're great you pay the premium but when they're sitting in the best buys of the world and you're looking at the specs of what $15.99 gets you or $16.99 gets you, you don't always pick up that Surface product. I agree. Uh, some other details we got are that they're going to be potentially more ports. Yes. Uh, the design of the overall laptop remains the same. Uh, we will not be getting a 16-inch, though some of us had hoped for. Uh, so imagine basically getting the same device, but with much more updated specs, specs that ideally will not be uh, legacied probably six months or a year into its usage, which has also been a complaint that uh, Surface users have had. Uh, I'm looking forward to this thing. Uh, I you know, personally would have preferred maybe slimmer bezels if you're going to keep with 14, so that's somewhere between that 14, 15 range and you don't even need a 16 potentially. Um, but to your point about the getting rid of the i5, I'm okay with it in so much as that it needs to microsoft needs to distinguish between the surface laptop and the surface laptop studio and for people who are going to it's you know it's it was like apple had when it didn't muddle the grounds between what a pro what a macbook and what an air was basically you knew that if you were getting a pro you were going to be getting one with a ton of storage and it was going to cost you money like you are going to make you're going to be making money from this device and i think that's what they're trying to do with the Surface Laptop Studio is for people who know that they're going to be producing content. They're going to be, you know, uh, using this device, pushing it beyond its i5 capacity and to make money with it so that the extra amount. So again, if they're starting at $15.99 for the i5, I'm assuming it's going to start at $17.99 
for an i7 and going up beyond you know whatever the other specs are i think you can get memory up to 64 gigabytes this time around as well which is rumored uh, i think it capped out at 32 before so some people could get an i5 uh, they can get it with 16 gigabytes and they could do it without the you can do it with the iris graphics at that point you're just getting a heavy service laptop for no for that, no that, that's true I, I i do i do agree with that point and and that's where i struggled as a buyer that's where i have struggled i don't own a surface laptop or a surface studio laptop i would love to and even when they go on sale that has been something i have struggled with because normally they will drop that entry-level model down i have seen it go as low as 12.99 it's usually 13.99 i have seen it go as low as 12. So by the time you're looking at that 1299 device and you go over and you look at a Surface laptop that is sitting there, base model is usually 999 normally. Yeah. Uh, now, if you're an artist and you need that screen on the Surface laptop or the Surface Studio laptop, I'll get it right eventually. Surface Laptop Studio. Excuse me. Me too. I'm right there with you. Um, too many words. You know, if, if you need the pen then there's your reason for the extra money. But sure, would I use the pen? Sure, for signing documents, for you know, but I'm not an artist. So I don't need that pen. So I have all, that's why I've never bought the studio. I need the one with the dedicated GPU. So I will agree with you on the point of if they were to drop the entry level model and start me off with a dedicated GPU in the first model, and give it that, that to me, that could give it the studio name that they're looking for. I could see that if, like I mentioned in the rumors, if the next model up is say a 4070, for example, if the entry model is a 4050 or 4060, okay, make that top model for 22, 25, 27, when you start getting up there in the serious money, Make it a 4070, squeeze me a 4080 in there. I mean, Razer, to bring up a gaming laptop, Razer can squeeze a 4080, 4090 in their 14-inch laptop. Sure, it's throttled down a little bit. If they can do it in the Razer, Microsoft can probably fit it in the laptop studio. Yeah, if I, if I if I was a product manager, I'd assume that's where they're going to go with this. I mean, Microsoft has disappointed us on several occasions. So don't yeah. make on this, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, like you said, to your point, we have the Surface Pro, uh, which now comes with an, uh, an ARM version as well. I think they are starting to be able to categorize where these modes of computing and these uh, situational use cases are for people are going to make most sense and get the bang for their buck. Because again, like I said, an i5 with Irish graphics on a Surface Laptop Studio is pointless. You could save yourself the fan noise, the, the potential extra heat, and the weight in your backpack with just getting a regular Surface Laptop. And I think that's where they're drawing that line. Maybe the Surface Laptops that are coming out will have the highest model, have a dedicated uh, GPU to it. And that's where it bridges that gap between the Surface Laptop and the Surface Laptop Studio. But I do believe that they're trying to make this, because again, the spec so far will be more than the Surface Laptop or Surface Studio two plus or whatever so this thing is meant to be a workstation a portable workstation and i'm going to throw one thing out there for our, our viewers and readers to think about the asus z13 does everybody know what that is that asus tablet that came out last year that mm -hmm. was a somewhat competitor to the surface that was marketed chunky as boy. A, yeah it was a chunk it was chunky compared to the surface that was somewhat marketed as a surface competitor for gamers slash content creators. Now I have seen report after report and laptop after laptop about how efficient the 4050 is and, and what form factors they can put it in. So let me just throw this little tidbit out there. I would jump for joy over a surface pro. Yes. The tablet that had a 4050 G and it just enough to edit some videos or play some low quality games and actually make use of that nice screen that they put in front of you on that Surface Pro. So I'm gonna throw that out there as my tidbit as rumors are now getting started 
for what Microsoft may or may not do. Now, I'm not expecting, you know, as you said, Microsoft loves to disappoint us. I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I would, you know, if we're watching the keynote, you know, when they give that out, you can watch my face if they were to do something <laughs> like that, because I will be shocked that Microsoft made such a drastic move in a one year release cycle. Yeah, and they'd be like, "Hey, uh, Dave, Dave, are you, are you alive still? Did, where are you yeah. at?" You just, you just pass out, you go off camera. Uh, yeah, we'll leave that to our viewers and let them uh, and our listeners and let them imagine what could be before they are crashed down to earth with what what actually is. Our, our last headline uh, we're talking about is Microsoft's latest Excel update enables pictures to act as cell values. For those of you who are interested in that, uh, Microsoft introduced a new feature that allows pictures to become the actual cell value. Uh, remaining attached to the data even when the sheet's layout is modified. Big deal for anybody who's made beautiful graphics and charts and things like that in Excel and then have all of that messed up when someone either gets in and starts modifying things or they modify it themselves and everything's all over the place. You have to manually do it all over again. This is great. Uh, Microsoft recently announced the, it's called image function, just plain as it is, which allows users to place web pictures and cells using URLs based on valuable, uh, valuable user feedback. Now they've implemented the ability to insert local pictures directly into sales from devices uh, or stock images in the uh, Excel library. You're going to be using that. It's, it seems like a pretty straightforward kind of thing. Uh, the way you go about doing this is you select the cell where you want to place the picture. Uh, you go to insert, go, and then you go to pictures, then place in cell and choose the available sources, this device, stock images or online pictures. And there you go, boom, you have a picture which is now attached to the cell and will not be moving around if anything ever gets shifted or whatnot. Uh, people can be switched between uh, between picture types uh, when you're, you know, i.e. place over the cell uh, or place in cell, place near cell, place behind cell, those kind of things that you get in like uh, Word, I believe, and PowerPoint or whatnot. Uh, you'll be able to place a, uh, paste a picture uh, from the clipboard into a cell, which is also great. You know, your uh, Control-V or whatever, or I think, yeah, Control-V. Uh, so you can just kind of do all those kind of things. And the capabilities are currently available for insiders right now. So this should be coming to uh, everyone else eventually. Uh, on Windows versions 2306, uh, which is billed, I believe, 16529.20000. Uh, or the Mac version, which is 16.75, uh, again, build 23070901. Uh, they should also be, this you know, image function should also be available in Excel for the web and for iOS and Android uh, soon. So that's big. I think it's pretty big for people. I'm not a, I'm gonna be honest, I'm not a big spreadsheet guy. I rarely, rarely have to do more than basic functions with a spreadsheet. But being able to manipulate images, I think, is a huge deal for anybody that has to live in the spreadsheet world. And, yeah, you being one of them, <laughs> and I think, um, you know, being able to add a little AI to that, you know, make makes it even better. All right. With that being said, let's get on to our main topic uh, for today, which is... Uh, Inspire 2023, basically. We're going to try and give you a quick rundown of all the uh, news that wasn't uh, announced uh, during our headline section, which is, you know, being in being chat enterprise. I think it's the biggest thing. Uh, so during this developer conference, I believe happened on Monday, was it? Uh, we got news yes. about, yeah, uh, Copilot. Uh, I think, yeah, well, they call it being chat enterprise. Finally getting a price. So we, we know what the value of Copilot is if you're not just a consumer testing it. Uh, we got it. I think it's believed to be, what is it, $30 per user if you're in a business. Uh, and the business uh, people who can make use of that are customers who subscribe to 365, Microsoft 365, E3, uh, E5 Business Premium, and Business Standard uh, subscriptions. Uh, it could also be offered as a standalone subscription for about $5 per user per month as well. Uh, the Copilot pricing uh, is indicative of what you'll be getting, uh, you know, where the service will be spanned across and uh, some of the products that uh, people can basically use to to have this or whatever uh, will be updates in Microsoft Sentinel, Microsoft Defender, Experts uh, for XDR, Microsoft PureView Insider Risk Management, Microsoft Defender for Cloud Apps, Microsoft Defender for Endpoint, Microsoft Defender Threat Intelligence, Microsoft uh, PureView eDiscovery, Microsoft PureView Information Protections, 
uh, Microsoft Review Data Loss Prevention and Microsoft Defender External Attack Service Management. Uh, their AI capabilities in that. Uh, empowering sellers and customer service agents with AI. Microsoft is also going to be using AI. Uh, I believe it's Microsoft Sales Copilot with Dynamic 365 sales. Uh, that's where they'll be putting their AI efforts into this uh, um, service, which will leverage capabilities or allow people to use AI for uh, sellers to boost productivity, gain real-time insights, personalize customer interactions at scale. Uh, they also showcased uh, Virgin Money utilizing it. So that's a business who's already been under the Copilot program. Uh, they're using it with their chatbots to power virtual agents uh, uh, on, in their business uh, apparatus. Uh, you can also you know, use Copilot to apparently uh, power automate. So that's another thing. We're also going to be using uh, Azure's got new capabilities and investments uh, that was announced during uh, Inspire. And some of those details include Azure Migrate and Modernize, uh, getting some uh, machine learning and AI capabilities. Uh, there's also Windows 365 uh, Frontline, which is become, has now become uh, generally available for everybody. Then we last end with uh, Microsoft launching the AI Cloud Partner Program, which they see it as the next generation of its partner program. The program empowers partners to deliver customer value by leveraging Microsoft AI and the cloud. Uh, the Microsoft AI Cloud Partner Programs offer partners a comprehensive portfolio of investments covering all partner business models at every stage of maturity. Uh, and again, you'll be using perhaps being chat in order to kind of surface all of these new capabilities in your business uh, going forward. What are your thoughts on Copilot actually having a price? And do you think businesses will be making as much use of it as Microsoft thinks they will? Price is okay. Now, I, I, I don't mean to sound terse about this, but um, the price to me, that's okay. I've got no problem with, with $30 per user because you have to remember, not everybody in the organization is going to need complete access to Copilot. Now, will businesses make use of it to the point of, you know, as we talked about off camera there, stocks skyrocketed when investors heard $30 a user. I look back at the worry of how much consumers are using it. I think it's going to be used, but not to the level that Microsoft is hoping. I just don't see that people are going to be, let me ask Copilot, let me check Copilot, let me do this again. We're breaking the traditional way of doing things every time we bring out AI. I don't know that people are as ready for that as these companies and their pocketbooks and their, their stock prices want them to be. It will be a resource, but I don't think it's going to be something that people will jump on top of. Yeah, you are probably, I mean, in your astute observation or accurate, I think people won't jump on it. I do believe that there are partners, Microsoft, like again, this is a partner inspired conference that are hiring people who, you know, we've discussed are going to be masters. They're going to be, you know, the bounty hunters, the sheriffs of chat prompts. And so while individual employees may not be going and asking, what can I do with Copilot and stuff like that, they will, businesses will be hiring these individuals to teach AHR or teach some divisions mm -hmm. how to use these things and what they're eventually sadly going to do is honestly perhaps replace some individuals if they're redundant or not i don't i don't i can't vouch to any of that but they will have a guy who comes in as an ai expert ai cowboy who's going to say hey or cowgirl and say hey this is what you can do to save yourself some money i have these prompts and look without doing you know with using this part of ai to run your reports and Get the data visualizations that you need within, you know, a minute or two based on the data you have. You don't, you no longer need flow to interpret all the all of the data points, all of the Excel points, and present you a PowerPoint. That you know that you know, I'm not saying that's the encompass of all of her her work, but if that's what she was doing as part of uh, her job purview, that has now been eliminated. You can basically just have these automated. You can tell the system, I want you know, this data represented in this form of a chart with these numbers highlighted every week. And I want to present it to me at nine o'clock every morning. 
And that's part of what AI is going to be able to do. And because you were taught this, you were able to do this, you're going to go out and say like, yeah, I'll take Microsoft and their offer for 30 bucks a, a user. I only need, you know, if you're a company of 15,000 employees, I only need a couple hundred people to know this. I need a couple of admin people and a couple of people to execute it. That's still more people, you know, again, across however many contracts and however many businesses that Microsoft has and partners. Again, these are partners who Microsoft may not even sell directly to. They just have partners who sell Office on smaller scales, a small business that is like, hey, I just need to automate my receipts and my P&L for my business. I need to know what I'm bringing in, what I'm spending, and I need it. And I don't want to have to spend every Saturday night doing it. If I run a small restaurant, I want this automated. Here you go, 30 bucks a month to make sure that this program gives me my my P&L reports for me daily, that kind of stuff. It'll, it'll catch like fire, but not in a way that tradition, like you're saying, like we think people will. So, so, so the next people to make it rich, kind of like the programmers and web developers were back in the late nineties when this whole thing about website become a big deal. The people that make it, that, that get rich next will be the people as we, as I made a joking comment in our chat, we're going to go back to toddler learning because we've got to learn how to talk to AI, how to tell AI what we need so it produces what we need. Those people that sit there and literally type in these prompts and figure out what the algorithm is to get AI to spit out certain things, those are going to be the people that are going to be, yes, I'll take my check now. I need it to be this many zeros because I'm saving you this amount of money. And those will be the ones living in the mansions. And I guess the rest of us will stay in our brick homes. Yeah, it's it, it's going to be a definitely a, a different future. But to your point, yes, I think people who could figure, because again, right now we're seeing kind of a lull as far as consumer adoption is for this AI thing. There was interest. But I don't think people understand the breadth of things that can be done with this because, again, we just don't have the learning curve to know, like, this is how you talk to it. We, we saw some stuff in mid-journey as far as creating images. And, uh, you know, people were, you can type in what you think you're going to want versus the actual lingo to create a, a, a viable picture of or a representation of what you want or closest to what you want out of this thing. You know, you can say, I want uh, to see... Uh, a podcast and a red shirt with headphones on and you get some kind of weird image. But if you know exactly how to describe the lighting, the art style that you're going for, the uh, particular representation that you're looking for, the ethnicity, all that kind of stuff that you know how to like add into, you know, insert here, insert here, insert here to get the closest image. Those people are going to be producing images that are, you know, going to be used across the internet and stuff like that. So I think it's great. Uh, I also, you know, want to wrap this section up by saying that we know what the 30 bucks is what businesses are going to be having to pay. Microsoft is looking to infuse Windows 12 with this. How does this work going forward? I mean, because there's no way that they're going to offer this to potential billion users and not find a way to charge them because it's going to be taxing the service alongside people who are using, who are paying for it. So it's going to be interesting to see how they figure out what the cost is and how they get people to pay for it in Windows 12. <sighs> You know, I haven't. You know, I, I'm I'm going to go off on a on on a on a deep end here. Windows 12 will be completely AI invested, 110 percent, and I think there's going to be a choice here. There's going to be a subscription that is an Office 365. You know, with with AI. Let let's give that the name, and then maybe you've got an Office 365 without AI, because we already know that computing these AI responses takes, I read somewhere, 10 times the computing power of a traditional search. So we know this has got to be paid for, number one. And I think the other option may be that we go back to doing what we did during Windows 95, Windows 98, Windows Millennium, and then Windows 2000 etc maybe we have to start paying for windows in some way in order to get these services maybe you have to buy the operating system or something 
or do they keep it just a license or a combination of the two? Because there's going to be home users and these home businesses that they don't they won't pay 30 bucks. They don't have the extra 30 bucks. So I think there's going to be another option for the small business. Right now we're talking enterprise and I think the small business is being left out and I think they're going to come up with something to offer them. Yeah. Um, to your point, I think it might be a, you know, we've been inching closer and closer to a uh, omnibus Microsoft 365 subscription that is a consumer version and a business version. I think if you're going to get the consumer version, maybe it includes a subscription to Windows with AI infused at $19.99. And then you can add on Office 365 if you want for another, what is it, $9.99 or something like that. And uh, and then maybe Game Pass for another $19 or $17.99, wherever the total is. Or you can just get yourself save yourself all the hassle and do a, a $40 Microsoft 365 consumer that has AI and all of these things. And that's how Microsoft makes their money. You're not necessarily just paying for Windows. You're paying for Office. You're paying for game subscription. You might be getting more use out of the two of those than you do Windows itself, but it's included. And on top of that, you're also getting access to uh, AI-infused versions of it. Or maybe, like you said, maybe there's a version without AI. Maybe there's just... Microsoft 365 at $30, it has Game Pass, it has Windows, and it has Office, but none of the AI stuff as well. And this is how they're going to start perhaps tiering their offerings. You know, Apple said something years ago, and I'll drop it here, but Apple said something years ago when there was some complaints about how their products were bundled together. And Apple said, you're paying for the experience. You know, that's how they kind of justify the Apple tax. Now, Microsoft isn't producing hardware necessarily, but, I, you know, we, we, we talk about this every week. We're starting to see the web come together of a 365 ecosystem. So, like you said, it's going to be included. AI is going to be included with your other subscriptions you may use one or two parts of those more than the others, but you're paying to have the complete experience. Maybe there's some a la carte out there that comes out that offers things on the side, but of course it's going to be more money. So you're still you still to save money go back to paying for the experience. Like I can buy an Apple TV Plus subscription on the side, but if I bundle it together with Apple One, I get all this stuff for the same price as my Apple TV Plus. Again, I'm back to paying for the experience, whether I use it all or not. Perfect. And I can't add anything else to that. That was a, a great punctuation on a great topic. Um, we're going to wrap it up here, ladies and gentlemen. We want to thank you guys for joining us for another uh, podcast and listening to us ramble on about other conspiracy theories. Uh, we also wanted to just introduce a new section where we're going to be talking about yes. some hardware, uh, what we're going to be reviewing in the uh, coming weeks. So what do you got lined up for people? I got a few things lined up. Guess what? It's some gaming stuff out there. We've got the Legion Pro 7 Coming up, we've got the Legion 5i desktop, one of the first gaming desktops that I've reviewed. And for the gamers or for the business folks out there, I've got an X1 Carbon sitting over here from Lenovo that I'm going to be taking a look at. And I'm going to throw this one out there. I'm probably a month away, but just to give you guys something to think about, there is a Surface competitor out there by the name of Robo and Kala. Yes, it's a little bit of a strange name. It's a Chinese-based company. They're looking to get their products on Amazon, from what they're telling me, in the next coming weeks. But they have a Surface competitor that is ARM-based. So think about the 5G version of the Microsoft Surface. And I'll, I'll throw this little tidbit out there. Starting price with no sale is $7.99. They did drop it to $5.99 for Prime Day. And to get you a little more excited, guess what? Microsoft, please pay attention. The keyboard and pen is included in the box. Never! There's no separate prices. And I believe you also get a little carrying sleeve 
and a screen protector in that box. So you really get a nice bundle there, even if you have to pay the $7.99 price. It does have a few caveats, so be paying attention in the next few weeks for that video. But I think from what I'm seeing so far, it's well worth the money if you're the right person to have the device. What was it, Microsoft Surface Team? You just unfollowed David? Oh, that's mean. Yeah. I don't, I don't think they like your suggestion. Uh, I have actually, hopefully, I think by the end of today, maybe, or starting next week, you guys will be able to read about my time with the uh, Lenovo YogaBook 9i, the dual screens for successor to the Surface Neo that never came out. It's fun. It's an uh, interesting uh, device, uh, and uh, hopefully I can give you some use cases for those of you who are interested in it. Uh, I am also going to be reviewing the uh, XPS 15 and 17-inch. I will do that jointly because... They're essentially the same device, just one's kind of upscaled. It's like I got a ma magic mushroom, like the Mario world. Uh, then I also am going to be doing a review on the Geekcom, I believe, mini computer. Uh, they are going to be having actually a deal this month, so hopefully I can get this out uh, the next few days or so to kind of match that. Uh, I am also been offered uh, the X1 Nano Gen 3, uh, so uh, that will be coming probably next month. Uh, and then uh, a company reached out to me uh, called 4Movie. Uh, they have a uh, uh, projector uh, theater uh, that they want me to try out. So uh, for those of you who are looking to uh, redo your home or if you're moving into a small space and you're considering whether or not to do projection TVs or maybe mounted TV or something like that, just stay tuned for that. Uh, I mean – Obviously, move if you need to move, but stay tuned for the review and see if that's an option you want to go with. Uh, and I believe that's what I got lined up so far. Uh, if there's anything else in between that time, we'll let you know the next podcast. Again, uh, you can find me at MindEd1 on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at Kareem Anderson, I believe, just on threads if you're uh, over there as well. Where can people find you? David PAJ1978 on Twitter. You surface lovers can, can, can go bash me over the. Robo and Kala, if you'd like, I'm not on threads yet this yet. I was kind of waiting to see how that fleshes out, but I may jump over there this week. If so, I'll put it in next week's podcast. And if not, you don't want to go anywhere. Just stay tuned to whatever you're listening to on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts or whatnot, and we'll be here. Uh, same as uh, for YouTube. Uh, we are also just recently posting on Facebook. So for those of you who are boomers who might be listening to us uh, or looking for some more stuff, uh, we hope to have some content uh, on that old platform for you as well. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Have a, a great weekend. See you guys next week.